Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by Valentina Vasquez. So thanks for joining us today, Valentina. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, for everyone who's watching this, if you don't know already, I um, interviewed Valentina in person back in October. So, um, you know, I do remember I asked you about like, you know, how did you get into wrestling? So I'm not going to repeat that question, but if anyone wants to know, I will put the link to that episode in the bio so you can watch that. It's like a quick three, four minute recording. So, yeah, I, you know, I just want to make sure I don't like repeat the same questions and stuff like that. So everyone knows. It was on site interview. <laughs> on site interview. Yeah, you were my second one. And yeah, it was it was pretty fun. It was um hollowed grounds at um goddesses of war. And that was a pretty fun event. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about that event, but we'll get to that, you know, in kind of the middle of the questions. But let's start with um the first question I have for you. So, like I said, I already asked you like how you got into wrestling and all that kind of stuff, but so when you first started like training, like tell me a little bit about like where you train and your experience and your thoughts about like all the training and getting into the business. Um, so I originally started training at CZW. I still go there. You know what I mean? Um, my first day of training was brutal. Um, and I, everyone says their first day of training is like really hard and it's because they pretty much want to see if this is something that you really actually want to do. Um, I remember rolls kills me, like <laughs> forward roll, back roll, forward roll, back roll. It's like I kept doing it over and over again, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna die. Like, <laughs> um, uh, training. You know, like there is a lot of training in in wrestling, and I also think it's something like some people get wrestling almost immediately. Like there are some people who went to training and they were already good as soon as they got there, and they were like new people. And then there's other people who take some time you know everyone's different everyone learns things differently i wish i was one of those people that wrestling came so easy to that i'd be like, oh yeah like i'm great at this um but yeah you know like especially going to czw with so many people who are there they're there to become such you know like prolific wrestlers like these people want to be you know the next best thing that comes to wrestling so it's a lot of like trying to prove yourself that you're good and worthy to be there and you know almost everyone is so i i think a lot of people when they first start training have this mentality like they're not good enough and that, i don't think that's true i think if you can go to training and be there you're you pretty much are you know what i mean you bust your ass and oh we can curse right no you're fine you can curse okay <laughs> um, um you bust your ass and you know like throwing yourself on a ring hurts no matter what so i think you know if you're going then good enough to me you know i know other people are weird about it but i think if, if you're going and this the sport is hard you know and then you're you're good enough to me exactly like um it, it's just crazy like when it comes to training the, you know to be a wrestler it, all these little things that a lot of people don't think about actually do so much like of a, a, a toll on your body like you said like the rolling like how, how many people are gonna watch someone roll like oh that, that that looks so hard you know what i mean like and even like running the ropes i've had plenty of wrestlers tell me they get bruises on their backs just from running the ropes all these like the little standard things that you see in wrestling like it all hurts and yeah. just all the stories i hear it just reminds me back when i was like in middle school i don't know if like 
if you had to do it too, but I know it was pretty standard for like to do the mile run like once a year. And every time I would do the mile run the whole next day, I would be so sore. All my bones ached and everything like that. I would always take a nice hot bath, but like, it's just like, it's crazy. And, um, and like you said, when it comes to like, you know, some people pick it up instantly and some people don't like, yeah, I, I do feel like that, you know, there are the people that take a little bit longer Then there's, you know, some people just like, it's just not necessarily like for you. Like I remember um, this kid when I was younger, he played baseball with me and he played each and every year. And just every year he was just bad. <laughs> I, we always felt so bad for him, but we're like, how do you like, you do this every year? Like, you know, some people just don't have that, like, you know, that um, I don't know if it's a mentality thing or I think my um, coach used to say like a, an athletic bone like he didn't have an athletic bone stuff like that but in wrestling it's I, I feel like you don't necessarily have to be the best wrestler to succeed you know it's about like the entertainment aspect like you can be a good promo and you could succeed you know you could be a character and you could succeed and that's what kind of like a, a lot of the fans like they like the characters I feel like that's the thing that you know attracts you more than anything like I always like to use the rock as a perfect example like he goes up there and raises his eyebrow and everyone goes nuts and you just did it <laughs> but yeah like it, it's a pretty interesting business it's it's a lot of hard work but like there's so many different elements you can bring to it to succeed at the end of the day yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I think they call it flavor of ice cream. Someone always has like a different um, thing of calling it, but my my trainer, preacher, one of my trainers, he would call it flavors of ice cream. So everyone has a different flavor of ice cream. So that's kind of what wrestling is, right? Like you might be a big character, but your in-ring work is not the greatest, but because you have a character like people attract to that or you might be a really great technical wrestler and people love that you know or you could be a mix of both and that's great too um i really don't think you need to be the best in ring worker to get some you know like, like you know attitude had a bunch of people who aren't the best workers but they were great characters and they got big off of that alone i think if you have confidence in yourself and I'm talking to myself too here. If you have confidence in yourself, then you can go anywhere, really. Yeah, confidence is key with anything. Like if you don't have confidence in yourself, I feel like it's almost impossible to succeed. And um, it's funny that you bring up the flavor of ice cream I, thing. I don't know if it's like a New York, New Jersey thing, but it seems like a lot of the wrestlers that I've talked to that wrestle, you know, like for like Titans and all, like bring it up. I heard it from Kaya McKenna at first, and then I heard it from Riley Shepard. Now you, it's just like, <laughs> is that like a thing like in New York that y'all kind of like? Um, my, my, my trainer, he also said like, I've heard a few people say it. So I think it might just, I heard something else, but I forgot what it's called it's very similar like it's very similar to that metaphor um crush but i don't remember what it is and i was like oh i like the flavors of ice cream better because it makes more sense right like if you think about it you have your favorite ice flavor of ice cream so do i so to me it made such sense but i know there is different way maybe it's a tri-state thing i would have to ask someone else i'm pretty sure if anyone who got trained at ccw preacher were there they know it h2o kids they know it you know um i don't know about damian adams i don't know if he says it you know but ccw h2o are like right there you know and a lot of people are coming out of those two schools so it makes sense that uh, that's yeah. a lingo for us 
somebody there is preaching that and, it, and, it, and I like it though it makes sense like it's like the best way to kind of explain things because you're right like we all like we all have our own flavor that we like and prefer and, and you know in wrestling there are so many different types of you know like every promotion is different I feel like like I've been to a few different indies and they all have their kind of like style and like which is why like I I personally prefer the goddesses event because I like you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of women's wrestling and, and that's what they do there. And, you know, I like the diversity and the different characters and it, it's not just the same, you know, type of thing. Like it's, you know, you have so many different, you know, characters, you have the demonic characters, you know, the, you know, the, you know, the girls who look like the models and then you have, you know, the, you know, the tomboys and you have everything. And I think it's great. And it's, and it's really entertaining at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. I love goddess. They have like a bunch of different girls that work there. And they all have their own spin on things. Mm-hmm. So that being said, um, the last Goddesses of War event was the one like I mentioned in October at Hollow Grounds. I hopefully they do something soon, but that was kind of like a Halloween themed, you know, um, show. And you had the white mask for the entrance. Was that um inspired by um was it Strangers? Yes, it was inspired by the Strangers. Okay, yes. I, I That's what I thought it was, but I know I see a lot of white masks and a lot of horror movies, but uh, I'm assuming you're a big fan of the movies. I love The Strangers. It's, uh, I talked about this. Unfortunately, I talked about this on another podcast, but they had technical dif- difficulties, so I had to re-talk about it, but I didn't go into details. Um, I love The Strangers. I love home invasion movies. I think those are the scariest ones. They're the most realistic and to me, I really love that film. And I saw it and I, you know, I don't think anyone talks about The Stranger. You know, like it was probably like a thing that was like a fleeting mo- movie that people talked about it. But I, to me, it like stuck with me, like, because you were home. You know what I mean? Exactly. That stuck with me forever. So, <laughs> yeah, no. So I feel like I need to rewatch the first one because I remember when the first one came out, I was really stoked to watch it. And I just remember being disappointed in it. Oh, really? <laughs> um, but then the second one, I love that one. That's actually one of my favorite horror movies. I kind of, it's something about like all the 80s music that they had, you know, during like the kill scenes and stuff like that. But it it was so good. And I, I just need to rewatch the first one because I remember when I saw Step Brothers for the first time, I was also hyped about that. And I was disappointed. And then I rewatched it a few years later and I ended up loving it. So I, just, I feel like I just need to go through it again. But uh, maybe I need to do it with Step Brothers because I did not like it when I saw it. So maybe. I just need to give it a chance is it like I know some people don't like the kind of humor like that Will Ferrell does like the kind of like older like goofy kind of guy like kind of like Adam Sandler like a lot of people don't like that kind of humor well I liked Anchorman because that was to me that was funny and then I'm trying to think what other other like Will Ferrell movie I actually genuinely like Elf I think um and I think that's it so like to me my like I feel like he just plays the same character over and over again. So I've seen him minus like Anchorman and Elf. Those are two like very kind of similar, but not at the same mm-hmm. time. Uh, I feel like if you've seen Will Ferrell once, you've seen it. You've seen it multiple times. It's the same thing with Adam Sandler. Like you've seen it once, you see it multiple times. It doesn't matter like what character he plays. It's just all very similar. So I think that's why people don't like their movies after a while because it's like okay what else can you do 
exactly yeah. like i tend like with adam sandler i tend to like a lot of his movies from the 90s and then as he starts getting older i i start to dislike you know some of them like i i forgot i think it's like gumball something raining gumballs or something like that that came out like in the 2000s i didn't really <laughs> like that but yeah just i get it like you know they they're all their movies they seem to be the same character and if you're not like in love with that character you're not gonna really like a lot no. of movies it's weird because I like Jack Black and I think he plays sometimes similar characters too, but like, I don't know. I just find him funnier. Like, but I think they also have little spins like Nacho Libre is different and then like this Polar Rock character is different and Ocean County, Orange County, he was different in that. I love Orange County. People wouldn't like Jack Black either because it's very like copy and paste kind of sense of humor. Same thing with Seth Rogen and all of them. It's I think when a comedian knows something is funny, especially like a comedian actor, I mean, I don't mean like comedy stand-up. Sometimes they do it too, but like actors will just, it's called being typecast. So for them, they just play the same. They know it's over and over again. Like they know that it's going to get them famous and then they just play the same character over and over again. I think the only time Seth Rogen didn't play a similar character, it was that Christmas movie that he did with... The guy who's Anthony Mackie and jo- Joseph Gordon Lev. I don't know how to say that. Levy? Levitt? It's like, I, it's a Christmas movie. Um, and he plays, like, he gets high, but, like, he's a very serious kind of character. And that mm. was kind of cool. I forgot what that movie's called, though. I have to look that up because it, it it's ringing a bell, but I can't think off the top of my head what movie it is. But I do, yeah. I do recall him being in like a Christmas movie. I just forgot like the name and everything too. But uh, yeah. Um, so I guess um, we'll kind of move back to wrestling, and then we'll go back to non wrestling again because I have a really exciting question that I wanted to talk about or a topic that I wanted to talk about. But um. So going back to wrestling, so I know at the September Goddess of War event, you were in the tables match. And I'm a big stipulation fan. I love stipulation matches. So tell me about the, you know, your most intense stipulation match that you've ever been in. And then what stipulation match that you haven't done that you really want to do? Um, I think. So that match happened. And then I did like... <laughs> I don't know if you know Blackwater, Eddie Blackwater. He kind of retired now. Um, but during that time, he was still wrestling on and off. It was at a Dojo War show. If I find the link, I'll send it to you. It was called, like, the most Puerto Rican match ever. But, like, we did a bunch of hardcore stuff. Like, he DVD'd me through a chair or on a chair. I should say on it because it didn't break. And that hurt so bad. I was like, I'll never do that again. Like, oh, my God um and like I hit him with a kendo stick and that I think was my first ever like match to do stuff like that and that one was like I think that's like one of my favorite matches of my actually wrestling career and then I went through a table at CCW but it was because I was uh being a manager to Young Dumb and Broke so I went through a table the rep did it so that was my second time going through something. Um, and then Echo and I, I mean, sorry, Mother Endless. Who's Echo? Who's that? I don't know who that is. Uh, I know that's her, um, like her Twitter handle. It says Echo yeah. Endless or something like that. Yeah. Um, Mother Endless, she and I, I think it was Doors. I say tables all the time too, but I think it was Doors. 
Um, that one, you know, I was trying my hardest not to go to the door. That one was brutal too. Um, I don't, I think the Puerto Rican one, cause it's my favorite match. So I think that would be the one that I would pick. Yeah. I definitely want to see a clip online of you getting uh DDT on that chair. Now that you mentioned that, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I know when you went through, I, I forgot, it was a door. Not I, a think it was a do- I think it was the door. I could be wrong, but I think it was his work. Whatever it was, I just know it looked really painful because it, it was the way you were like balled up when you went through it. And it was really quick too. It was like smack, you know, it wasn't yeah. one of those slow like suplex kind of things. You just really like went through that. Um, You were okay after that, right? Yeah, I was fine. Okay. You know, sometimes when you see a wrestler go through a move and you're like, are they okay? Like that looked pretty painful, you know? <laughs> no, I was okay. I mean, you know, any of those any that like you know any bump could be it's not it sucked that night i'm not gonna lie but (laughs) (laughs) but um as far as like you know stipulation match which one that you haven't done that you just really want to do um none no i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know I think if there's a purpose to it, I would do any type of one, probably nothing with glass. I just, that's such a, like, like I look at it and I see the guys do it. And I'm like, I don't know how, because that's scary to me. You know, glass is very like, uh, what is it? Like a novelty, you know what I mean? Anything yeah. with glass. So that's kind of where I'm like, you know, no, no, thanks. Um, I don't know, maybe like a ladder snatch. That'd be cool because I really love the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys and Ed and Christian. So to me, I think that would be cool to be a part of something like that. But like I said, it would have to be like for a reason or a cage mm-hmm. match because that also is that's cool as well. You know, you can do anything in a cage. I mean, you can't you can't do everything, but you can you could be as creative as you can possibly be in a cage match, right? Because you're trapped. So you have to do something. And I feel like a cage match always like tells a good story, you know, especially if it's like a really like bad blood kind of feud, like it just always kind of takes everything to that next level. And every time I, you know, think of a cage match, I always think of, you know, Kane debuting, you know, when he came out at, um, I don't know what pay-per-view was that because it wasn't hell in a cell because that's you know before they started doing it whatever pay-per-view and then I always think of course you know Mick Foley getting thrown off by the Undertaker and stuff like that but like I love cage matches and it was really cool getting to see a cage match for the first time at the Goddesses of War and that was like really intense and stuff like that and just seeing like it get set up and all that's pretty cool and then you talked about like glass like yeah like that's you couldn't pay me enough to go through glass. There's times where I like I broken glass and I'm picking it up and just a little piece gets stuck in my finger and it hurts so bad. Like just yeah. imagine like all over your back or something like that. Like I see some pretty crazy stuff on the indies. Like I've seen people like with like an actual like kind of like a, an electric kind of like saw and they're sawing through someone's head and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. wow. I, I can, I, you know what? Congrats. Like good for that. Like I'm glad that they do it and I'm glad that the thing that they're really good at, but I don't know if I, it's just, it's not for me, you know, like, and I, you know, I know it's no shade to them because I think people think that's like super shady when you say stuff like that. And we, no, it's just being honest. Like I would not, I don't have the, maybe the willpower is that like, I don't know if that's the right, right word, but I'll use that for right now for lack of a better term 
to do something like that. It just seems like to me, I would be, I would start chickening out and then that causes you to have like real serious problems, right? Like, you know, you have to either commit to it or not. And to me, I feel like in that instant, I'd probably chicken out and then seriously hurt me or someone else. So it's better to know your limits before agreeing to stuff. So yeah, like I'm glad that they got, they do it and they're really good at it and they make sure that everyone's okay. I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you or any wrestler who wouldn't want to do it. I mean, like you said, more power to the people who want to do it. It's entertaining. Like it's cool when you see like these like really intense stuff because there are people, a lot of fans like that kind of stuff. They like the hardcore death match kind of stuff, but it's yeah. also very dangerous and one wrong move can be career ending or just, you know, out for several months. And, you know, you got to take care of your body being a wrestler and, you know, we've seen it plenty of times, you know, when wrestlers are pretty hardcore, like Mick Foley, like I just mentioned, you you see the wear and tear on him and how he walks now and stuff like that. So it's, it's doing stuff like that is dangerous. And, you know, it's something that I would, you know, only recommend doing once every blue moon, you know, for I would like some people will go out there every week and just like kill themselves. And it's like, yeah, that's fun. But then, you know, you got to look at the long term. You're, yeah. you're shortening your career at the end of the day, too. Yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, it's a big thing in South Jersey. Um, it's a big thing on the internet. You know, if we're going to be honest, it, it just is. I feel like a lot of people just don't want to be honest about this. You know, it right now it's in. That's something that's really in. And I'm glad that there's so many people who are doing it and that feel comfortable doing it. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't know if overall it's worth it in my career, you know, and some people have to see it that way as well. Like, is it worth it for their career? You know, if you want to be a deathmatch wrestler, that's, that's great. You know, I'm not going to discourage you into doing it, but some of those guys would, you know, I've, I've seen guys say like, don't do it. You know, I'm doing it, but I wouldn't recommend other people to do it and that's just but people say that about wrestling right so like people say about wrestling all the time like oh i do it but i would i wouldn't recommend anyone to do it so i get why people want to do it right mm-hmm. like and it's understandable and it's cool and getting that fan reaction is awesome so i i can see it as being very addicting as well exactly and like it's it, like I said, it, like you said, it has its fan base and stuff like that, but it's just, it, it, you get that. I feel like it's also kind of like you get that like buzz and you get that, like you get the attention. And, you know, I think, you know, it, cause that's the one thing too, like about wrestling, that one match, that one moment can really make someone's career, mm. you know, especially when it comes to hardcore stuff, like um, that really took like stone cold to a new level when he was bleeding down his face when he was in the yeah. sharpshooter when becky got her nose busted that took everything to a new level so i understand like the whole well if i do this really crazy thing boom like i'm gonna get all these bookings and stuff like that so i understand that aspect too like you know i indies wrestling like there's a lot of different you know wrestlers out there there's thousands and you got to make yourself stand out sometimes and i understand like why some people would want to kind of go to you know take themselves to that limit right i mean it's true um there's some old school wrestlers my trainer including who would say you know don't do anything stupid that you think will get you over but it's like where the climate is right now 
play. That's, that's it. Yeah, exactly. What the, what the climate is right now is you do something really fucking cool on the internet and you're, that's it. You're booked a lot of places. So yep, exactly. It's just, you know, I just wish people would be honest and call a spade a spade and that's what it is, you know? And I understand why older wrestlers and like my trainer would say that because obviously they don't want anyone to get hurt. That's something that they're like, Hey, you want to do this long term? Don't do anything stupid because you'll get hurt and that's it. Like, okay, that one thing that got cool over the internet, what next? Like, are you going to keep having to do something like that over and over again? And most likely, you know, maybe, or you may get the fans that you need so you don't have to do stuff like that. It's wrestling hard. Like any place, you know, it's like a, it's like a puzzle and you got to figure out what is the perfect piece for your career. You know, and I never judge anyone who does anything that they think that would work for them. In the end of the day, it's their career. You know what I mean? So you kind of just have to accept it. You kind of have to be like, yep, yeah, you know, you know, if that works for you, great. Like, I'm glad yep. that's going for you. Yep. It's your body, your career, you know, do whatever you think is best. Just, I just, I like, like you said, I wouldn't recommend doing it. Like I would, if I was a trainer, I would just feel horrible if I said, Hey, if you go jump off of this cage, you're going to get all these views and all this attention and they do it. And then they, they never wrestle again. You know what I mean? So that's, I, I, you know, I wouldn't, you know, be happy if I heard trainers or anything like that. We're telling people to do these crazy dangerous things. I feel like that's just kind of, that's on the wrestlers to make that decision if they want to do these kind of things and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's cool, but you know, I, you know, I feel like you can, there's plenty of ways to get over without doing crazy stunts as well. I mean, Dean Malenko is one of the best wrestlers and he wasn't doing anything like that. Like Eddie Guerrero, one of the best wrestlers and really didn't do much like that. I mean, he did like a ladders match really, but was that a real, like, I mean, like, was it like a ladder match? Like, was it Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, you know? And I also think it comes from that, right? A lot of people really love the TLC matches and that's why a lot of people are doing that stuff. So I think that's just shaped the generation and, that generation's doing what they think, you know, what they liked, what they idolized. And that's like I said, like, I, I feel like, you know, you just have to accept, like, that's, you got to accept what they're doing, you know, and that, and like I said, they're really brave and I'm glad that they're doing it safely. Like, I mean, as safe as you could possibly do in those situations. Exactly. And it's like you just mentioned like Jeff Hardy and all. Um, I, I just I was talking to my friend not too long ago about him. It's like it's crazy that he still wrestles like after all these years doing all these crazy stunts sure. and all this stuff like because you know, we were talking about like your career and how it shortened your career. He's like mid to late 50s and he's still jumping off ladders and stuff. I mean, obviously, he's not wrestling each and every week, but he's still, you know, semi full time and yeah, still doing it. That's that's crazy. Like yeah that's it is kind of i say the same thing because you see jeff and you're like how like how's this man not broken like how's he not in so much pain you know and he probably took really good care of his body other from miscellaneous stuff that you know it is what it is he had his demons he handled that and he did it but i mean like physically other than whatever else he was doing he probably took really care, good care of himself. Like, so his body made sure like, Hey, if anything hurts, he goes to the doctor and like, check that out. Like you really just got to make sure you're like, if your wrestling is a physical thing. 
So you got to make sure your body is still, I mean, not in like top condition, obviously, because doing all this stuff, your body's never going to be in top condition unless you take like a real serious break and let your body really rest. But you should probably do stuff so that your body is like, okay, like, you know, like put an oil change in your car. Your car's so old, but you still put an oil change in it because it's still working. And that's kind of how you should think of your body. Like, it's not what it used to be, but it's, I still have to do whatever I have to do to make sure it's still functional. Exactly. Like, I know stretching is really important. And I know a lot of wrestlers use those massage guns too. Um, I actually have one myself. I use it on my thighs all the time because I, you know, I get a lot of pain on my legs, but yeah like just like stuff like that you just gotta you know and cupping i know a lot of wrestlers do cupping as well like i want to do that but it looks painful i i actually do it to myself i bought like a cupping kit on um amazon and i try to get my upper back yeah but, uh, it's, it's not really that bad honestly the pain you know it just so i've heard some people say they don't like it because of the pain but it's not really that bad in my opinion i would recommend trying it but yeah that's just that's just me so now, um, now I had mentioned that I wanted to go back to non-wrestling stuff. So I know that you also like to um, stream on Twitch. I used to stream on Twitch just a little bit, like two years ago. I didn't do it for too, too long, but I am a gamer. So, of course, I want to talk a little bit about video games. So tell me about some of the games that you like to stream or just some of your favorite games in general. Um, so I... I liked video games, but didn't love it. But last year, I played Far Cry 5, which I know was already out. But by the time I played it, I think I saw, like, a post on Tumblr talking about... Because, you know, Far Cry always has, like... They're always down in, like, South America or Asia. And they always have, like, characters that... The villains are people of color. But, you know, I think your person of color in the, in the movie... And, the like, your character is as well. But I think a lot of... They got a lot of flack. So people were talking about, oh, look, it's, like, in Montana... And finally, like they're showing, you know, the other side of, of the coin. So I was like, let me see how this is. And it's a cult thing, which I love. Like those things are always so interesting. Um, and I really fell in love with it. That game made me go like, oh, I really, like I was playing almost every day. But I was literally like some days, like not going to training just so I can play. <laughs> play the game because I loved it so much. Um, and it, it you know, I was also really, was it last year? It was the year before last year, I should say. I was really depressed. So, like, putting myself in playing that game made me, like, really happy. So, it helped me out a lot in that in that sense. Um, and then now I play Dead by Daylight, which I really love. It's a lot of fun. I was playing Apex as well. It was, like, Far Cry 5, Apex. I was playing constantly. I'm absolutely horrible in Apex. I love Apex, but I'm not good at Apex. Like, the shooting is so freaking hard. Um, and they say, like, that game's hard, like a hard shooting game. Um, so at least I know I'm not that dreadful in it. But, yeah, no. Really bad in that game. Um, and now it's, like, Dead by Daylight. I'm, I'm excited for Far Cry 6 because it looks really good. I've been waiting for a while for it, you know, because it was supposed to come out in February last year, but then COVID happened. So then it got delayed. Um, and I was really excited for it then. And I'm even more excited for it now. And Wolf Among Us. It, I feel like it's never, the second one's never going to come. It's unfortunate, you know, it's one of my favorite games, but 
they like went bankrupt or they like stopped and then they came back and every time anyone asks is like oh when's like like it when is two coming out they kind of give like day answers so i'm just i'm just like letting the hope go if it comes out great if it doesn't come out at least i know it would have been awesome but the tall tall games are really late too but it's so unfortunate like i said like they went bankrupt and then they're going through whatever and then COVID happened and then it's like you know it's all up in the air you know you're like will we get another Batman game they kind of left it on a cliffhanger will we get another like they're doing life the strange on its own but it was a tall tale game or are they helps or at one point um apparently like Guardians of the Galaxy one is a lot of fun and so was the Game of Thrones I never played the the zombie ones because I'm like kind of zombie doubt, but I heard that's also really good. And I don't know if they finished any of those stories. I know games of Thrones, they never fin- did a second one. I know guardians of the galaxy. They never did a second one. So it's like, to me, I'm like, do I even really want to play these games? Cause like, then I'm going to want a second one. And now I'm like, ah, oh, doesn't have it. Um, but yeah, telltale games are easy to play. So I like easy games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. I usually play on like the easiest difficulty. Um, just because it's just unless it's like one of those games where like you upgrade your weapons on like easy mode, you can carry that over to like the hard mode. That's the only way I ever do it. But um, I remember playing a little bit of The Walking Dead. I think it, I think like one of the episodes was like free on PlayStation, and I tried it out. I'm like, I I couldn't really get into it to be honest with you. Um, I did want to try Game of Thrones because I am a really big fan of the TV show, but I just I never you know just got it. I just I don't know. Um, Far Cry I do want to get into. I never played any of the Far Cry games, but everyone i know who plays it just like raves about it and i, I eventually want to get it on um, my friend i think she said she has the fifth one she says she she'll let me borrow it. so when i'm done i'm playing mass effect now so when i'm done that i might borrow that and try that out because it does look pretty fun <laughs> far cry 5 is so much fun i can talk about far cry 5 until i'm like purple in the face i love love that game and i don't know like i really don't know why but i really like absolutely loved it. Loved the characters i loved you having a character where you like i think I'm, i think the thing is with far cry far cry i played far cry 4 i don't like it as much and my friend was like oh you'll love it you'll love it like you're gonna love it if you love far cry 5 you're gonna love far cry 4 and i'm like okay cool and i started playing it and it's just maybe it's because like i don't know i just it wasn't to me it wasn't the same thing like i was and i still haven't finished it like it's so like i bought it for like nine dollars because it was on sale and i like i still haven't finished it i think it was because like you had to make your own weapons and it was really hard to make them and far cry 5 that was it like you still guns you have it and you can make it because of New Dawn, which is like the sequel to Far Cry 5, but not really. Um, I'm not going to, it's spoilers, you know, I, I won't say spoilers for that one. But you make your own weapons there, and it was fairly easy. And then when I played Far Cry 4, it was like, what the hell? Like, I was having such a hard time doing it, and I think it just turned me off from it. Um, because the character's really interesting, the villain. But it's just like, if it's a hard gameplay to me, I immediately go, I don't, I don't care. Like, yeah. And like, you couldn't pick your character. 
So in that, in Life Far Cry 5, you're allowed to pick your character and how you want them to look and stuff like that. And I get it. You know, I think that's what made Far Cry 5, like, really big is that, you know, sometimes I think when you make your characters always men, it may, you lose a demographic of people. I know girls who play Far Cry Far Cry 2 and Far Cry 3 because it was Vass. And they really love that character. And then Far Cry 4, they didn't really play that much. And Vass is like an attractive character. So I'm sure like a lot of people were playing. I hate to be that person, but I'm sure a lot of people were playing that because of him. And, uh, you know, he was an interesting character. And then Far Cry 5, you're able to do whatever you want. You know what I mean? Like you pick, it was kind of like a GTA. You can pick whatever your character wanted to be. And I think that made more people wanted to play. So I think that's why it's the most popular one so far. Yeah, that's definitely one I gotta definitely want to try. Um, I know like on because I, like I said, I play Mass Effect. You can change if you want a male or female character, and I think you can edit their face and stuff like that too. I've never done that. Like I just like do the generic character because I I'm not. I'll be honest with you, I've never been a big fan of like taking all that time to like create like the character yeah. and stuff like that. I'm just lazy. I just want to play the game to be honest with you, but. Well, it's really easy in Parker Five. You just pick a skin tone hair, like whatever hair they have, and then like that's it. Like you know what I mean, like guy or girl, and then that was it. And like they have all kind of cool hair, and I was just like, so I'll like if I play again, I always do like a different hairstyle just for my character to be different. I guess I don't know. Like, <laughs> but yeah, um, I understand what you mean. Like I can like sometimes it can be overwhelming when it gives you too many choices and you're just like, I don't know. I just want to play. I don't care. Like exactly. I was like, read that redemption. I was just like a lot. And I was the second one. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. And I picked whatever I like. I was like, I just wanted to play a game. And then I don't know if I like that game either. And I was like, well, I, I wasted so much money on this. I don't even think I care for it. Cause yeah, it's I all gameplay it's, it's, it's a very long game i bought it not too long after it came out and i played a few hours of it and then i just haven't played it since and it's like it's also like for me i like shorter games because yeah. i i work a lot so it's kind of hard to you know for me i know if it's a long game it's gonna take me a very long time to actually be yeah, able to it, and i'm okay. very impatient yeah so. sorry i didn't mean to cut you off yeah I heard, I heard that game is like super long um far cry 5 is it well i feel like it's not i feel like if you do a lot of side missions it is but if you do like if you do enough to get you points to finish the map that part of the map then you're done right like i like me and my friend we didn't do a lot of side missions we did like the playing through and we were done within a few weeks but then we went back to play all the other like parts of the game and um I think that's what makes that game long. So yeah, I think you'll definitely enjoy Far Cry Five because if, as long I think you only need is like five hundred points to go to the next map, and it's super easy to get them. Like you're just like right through. Yeah, like I tend to be like a, like a trophy hunter, so I like doing all the little side things and just try to get every like trophy I can. So like I do usually do the side missions and all the little exploring and stuff like that that you can. Um, it just depends on how much fun I'm having with the game. Too. If it's a game that I'm really liking, I will do all the side stuff. But 
if I'm not really enjoying it that much, I just try to just do the regular story and stuff like that. Like, um, I actually, um, I beat Mass Effect 2 today and I did all the side and exploring and all that kind of stuff. And I, and it shows you like your total like gameplay time. And I, I played like 34 hours. Wow. Like it didn't feel like that long to me. Like when you're having fun, like yeah. the time goes by so fast. I play those. I, I'm, I know someone who really liked those games too. So I should probably look into it. Yeah, I recommended the remastered version um, for the trilogy came out like two months ago or something like that. So it's something I recommend um, anytime. Like I talk very highly of it every time I recommend it to someone. If they actually do play it, they love it. But I always tell people to start with the second one because the first one I'd actually never be. I couldn't really get into it. It's just it wasn't that exciting for me. But the second and third one were really good. Yeah, like it's like Bioshock for me. I loved it, but I never... For some reason, I never finished playing it. Mm-hmm. And when I was playing it, I really loved it. And I was like, oh, wow, this is really cool. And this is awesome. And then for some odd reason, I never went back to it. And I was just like, and every time I look at it, it's like a PS4 game now. And I just look at it and I'm like, I really wish like I finished that game. But now I'm like, do I really want to buy it for another system? I mean, sorry, a PS3 game. And I'm like, do I really want to buy it for like another system now? And that whole thing is just very annoying like you're like do i really want to like invest another money like on it again for another game am i gonna play it i'm not sure i do that i i buy like there's a lot i feel like half of my ps4 games are like the remastered editions for like the ps1 ps2 mm-hmm. and ps3 you know air and stuff like that for me it's just like because I, I i do they usually put like all the dlc in it into it so sometimes if i didn't buy the dlc for you know it when it originally came out it, it gives me that opportunity but i i just i'm a i'm a big nostalgia person i love playing the games that i grew up playing and stuff like that again and you know like i mentioned i love my trophies and stuff like that so it gives me an excuse to get more trophies and all as well so i i do usually buy the remastered editions and i and i love bioshock because um you mentioned that like I, when I first played that when it came out it was just so mind-blowing like being underwater and stuff like that I thought that was really cool like I have it and I still haven't finished I'm I don't know because I still have Tomb Raider that I never finished either and that's like and I really loved I really love those games so to me it's like I wish I had more time in the world to do other stuff because I probably would have like finished that game but like working almost lately almost a 50-hour job then trying to wrestle and then playing video games that's why i haven't streamed in a while because it's like a lot of juggling and it's like what do i do now do i say something out do i go to sleep do i do this do i hang out with this person do i do do i go to bed you know and it's like a lot of juggling and it's like uh let me take this out but then i have to put this back in yeah it's that's a lot (laughs) exactly yeah i I totally feel you there because i have like so I have a lot of games that I play like a quarter or halfway through and I just couldn't get back into it just because I work so much. And then even when I like have a day, I sometimes I'm so burnt out. I just want to lay on the couch and just watch TV or something like that. So it's like yeah, mindless it, TV. You're just like, I don't even care. Like, it's just it's I guess I I'm glad you get it because there's some people who are just like, what? Like, it's like, I don't even want to do anything. I just want to like put the TV on and not really watch it but it just be on kind of thing mm-hmm. like i'm just laying here and just like in my own world like i'm watching it but it's like not something that like i need to put in a lot of thought it's just there to be on so like 
yeah, I get it. 100%. It's like, I don't even want to play video game. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah. Like my friend was like, Oh, you don't want to play? Like, and I'm like, no, not really. Like I understand that you want to play with me and I want to play too, but it's just like, nah, nah. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll want to play but then I just won't have the motivation to do it and exactly. I tell myself like every week I was like oh well this weekend I'll put all this time into this game and then you know that day comes I'm like just want to lay down put something on tv usually it's like background noise and I'm kind of like on my phone on like tiktok or youtube or something like that like it's been a really big habit too just just having the tv on just for the noise now like yeah it's hard for me to actually like fully watch an episode or a movie and like watch it, you know, and, you know, without like not looking at my phone or anything like that too. Like, yeah, I'm 100% the exact same way. I get it. If I'm watching it, if I'm watching a movie and not on my phone, that means it really, really got me. You know what I mean? Like I really, like I'm really enthralled into it and I can't remember that did happen recently but I can't remember what it was, you know, I, I maybe like, I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but I do remember going like watching it fully. And it was like, Oh, okay. I understand now why people are like, Oh, like either a movie is really good and, and you pay attention or it's just like you're on your phone and you don't care. Um, I can't remember what it was. No, no, no. That's why for me, it's hard to watch like foreign films. Like when I was younger, I used to watch foreign films all the time. And I, <gasps> excuse me, and I used to, that was, like, a thing that I loved doing, was, like, watch horror, foreign films, and now it's just, like, that's a lot of full attention that I, I, I can't really handle at the moment to do, and it's the same thing with anime, like, because I used to watch it in Japanese or whatever, Korean or whatever the anime was from, and then I would read the subtitles. I used to do that, but now I've been doing is listening to dubs, which I absolutely hate but for me to know what to watch something i will watch it in english instead um yeah it's just it's just hard it, i it really is just burnt out like that's exactly what that is it's just like this level of burnt out where you're like it's just there it's just it's just on you know um i play sometimes mobile games i know like oh just a loser because people make fun of especially gamers make fun of that, but a lot of it is like their stories, but they're interactive and there's like, you know what I mean? Like, and that I put a lot of attention into, um, and that, and it's like, and it's weird how I could focus on those and then realize like, oh, hours went by. Um, maybe it's like a phone thing. I don't know. We really are the aliens from daylight, I swear. Uh, um, but you know, it's just a lot of my time goes into that. I haven't even like really read either because I feel like it's just so much. I don't know what that's called. I really do think it's just burnt out. It's just like something that's easy that you're just like, yep, and just go through and that's it. Like I got overwhelmed with Animal Crossing. You know how everyone was like really being to Animal Crossing with COVID. Mm-hmm. I was still working, and then everyone was like, "Oh, look at my island!" and it was all nice, and and mine still looked like a fucking caveman island. And I'm like, "Okay, enough." And then I was just like, I just quit because I was like, I put all my time, and it still looks bad to me. 
and it was just making and I felt like I was working it was like I was at work but then I was playing a game and I felt like it was work because I was trying Mm -hmm. to make it look so nice and then I haven't played it I haven't played it since like I think Thanksgiving because I was just like I can't anymore because it's like it's not fun and it's driving me crazy so yeah and you know those games are supposed to be like easy relax going like you're not really doing anything you're supposed to just enjoy it as it goes but it was just making me go like I feel like I'm working when I'm supposed to be just enjoying what's happening so yeah I like stepped away from Animal Crossing which is really upsetting because I really did enjoy it at one point but it was just like why does my island look so bad? Like, why does everyone else look so great? I'm, am I not creative as I thought I was, you know, and then <laughs> like second guess yourself, like, oh my God, I, I am not a creative person. Like, yeah, no, no thanks. Like, and then it makes you go like, I'm just old. I feel like this old person like, damned by work. I'm not this creative person. Yeah, it was causing a lot of like inter monologue about myself. And I was like, nope, no, just stop playing. <laughs> yeah, that kind of reminds me of because I at one point I was playing Roller Coaster Typhoon on my phone and I would like you could like I would look at other people's parks on YouTube just to kind of get ideas what to do with mine. Like, wow, like these people are like really freaking creative in my park looks very like boring and stuff like that and it sucks because like if you really want to get to that level you have to spend money on the mobile games and I don't like that too I feel like I feel like that's kind of how it is for a lot of the games like if you really want to progress like you have pay for play it sucks I used to play the fucking parts of the Caribbean one because it was so much fun and I would spend so many hours playing the fucking game but it was like you really did have I never spent money on it Cause I was like, I'm not doing that. Like, this is this fucking game. Like, I'm not going to spend money on it all the time. And then I got to a point where I was like, I was the captain. I had a, my crew. I had like all of this. And then I had to like upload it one day. And it took a really long time. Like, you know, it took a long time to do it or it wouldn't upload. And I got fed up. And I just stopped playing. And I'm sure a lot of those people were like, where is she? Like, cause you know, you're playing with people who play the game as well. And you make like sheets or like, you know, oh, we're going to hit this person or we're going to move over to this side so that we don't get hit. It's a lot of like interacting with other people and having your co-captain. So if you're a captain, you're having a co-captain and working with them and working with your team. And I'm sure they were probably like, what happened to her? She never came back. But it was just because it was too much at that point. It was like, I'm spending all my money on this. And I, I like I'm spending hours, like I'm waking up in the middle of the night to put my bubble back up so that like no one can loot my island and take all my shit that it took me forever to get in the first place and or I have to spend money to get a 24 hour one and I was just like yeah no it was like it was too much and I was like I don't even care and I like and I've always think about like maybe I should play again and I'm like nope let it go just let it go because you're just gonna drive yourself crazy like no I'm okay I, yeah, because I feel like you have to have a certain level of commitment and activity with games like that in order to like succeed. Because I played this one game one time. It was I forgot what it was called, but you would like attack people's villages and stuff like that. And uh, I, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about because the guy I played with said he played that game. And it was it was it's fun, 
but it's like if you go like a certain amount of time without playing, you come back and your village has been like raided and stuff like that. And your coins are gone. I would get pissed off and I hated the notifications because it was linked to my Facebook and I would keep getting the notifications every time I was attacked on my messenger. And I'm like, I do not want this on like on my thing. Like it was just so annoying. So I eventually deleted the game. I was like, okay, because I can't because there's just times I just can't get on for a while. And just it, it's very stressful. And I, I totally understand where you're coming from. That was like verbatim the Pirates of the Caribbean game. Like it would be like, oh, your island's about to get attacked. And I'm like in the middle of work and I'm like, oh my God, I can't. Like, I can't get my island attacked because I put all like my time and effort in this and like all my money and all my loot and all my all my wood and all this stuff. And then, you know, you try to go on and play at work. And it was just like, it was just becoming too much. And it's just like, I don't care. And I deleted it. And it was it's the same thing like. I play, I used to play the Kim Kardashian game because my friend played and he was like, oh, play. And I'm like, okay, because we'll play together or whatever. Or like, we'll say like, oh, what level are you at? And I would play with him. And that was another one. It was like, you spent all your time on it. You had to spend money to be worth of something. Or you like missions would be like 12 hours long. Like, when am I going to bed if the mission is like 12 hours long? And then if you mess up, then you lose a mission. And it was just like, I told him, I'm deleting it. And he was like, yeah, me too. Like, it was just like, it becomes so much, it just becomes like, I think people who make mobile games are so fucking out of touch sometimes. Cause it's like, who is going to be able to focus that much time on that? Like on those type of games where it's like, it's a strategy game, right? Like who's going to have, I don't know about the Kim Kardashian game. I don't think that's a strategy game. I think that's (laughs) where that is. But they went through the strategy game, like, mentality as well, where you're, like, have to spend all your time on it, your money on it, do this, that, and a third. And it's just, like, hell no. Like, that's just too much. Like, it's just too much. It's, like, you got to have, like, you got to have no fucking career. You got to have, like, just pay attention to that. And that's it. And it's, like... I can see why people get addicted to certain things because that it asks for your time all the time. So it's like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. Like, I don't need it. And it's just crazy how many people actually do make the time to actually dedicate themselves to like any kind of game. Like, I know, like, not, it's not a mobile game, but I know you know Fortnite. Like, there's so people like like there's like a religion to them. They're just like constantly on all the time, and it's just like like you said, like do you have no career or anything like that? Like, yeah, there are people out there. They somehow make it work. Yeah, so, I am horrible at Fortnite. I played one time. Someone like blew me up, and I'm like, how? Like, I just what did even how did that even happen? I don't understand. Like, I was just making a house. I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. I don't know. I saw a video on Twitter. And there's a computer guy. You can hear the clicking. And it was like super fast. Like he built, I'm like, how is this? How is that fair? Like he's like, click, 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 click. And he built this whole thing and blew up someone. And I was like, this is, that's guy that caused me anxiety. I'm not playing this game because I'm just going to get pissed. I'm just like, ah, fuck it. I'm not good at it. I'm going to get pissed off and I have to play it. And that's probably exactly what happened with Fortnite. Well, Apex, I can at least have some sort of defense to myself but that one is just like nope just like there's no what was the point they're so good at it there's no point i can't do online games anymore just like every like even call of duty i used to play that a lot when i was like in my teens and all and i was pretty good at it but when i try getting back into it like 
a year or two ago i just got like demolished like i'm like wow i thought i was good at this like but yeah. you've got these like hardcore gamers who play nothing but one game each and every day and it's like i can't do that like even if i had the time like i like a variety of different video games like i like you know i can i just cannot do the same game over and over it just gets boring like yep i need something fresh but yeah, I can't do online games anymore. I like single player. I, you know, like I said, I easy mode, just glide through it, you know, enjoy the story and stuff like that. I agree. Um, I know someone said the same thing with Call of Duty. He was like, oh, shit, like the online gaming kind of like fucked it up for him. I feel like Apex also has that. And sometimes if I play by myself, it's exactly verbatim like that, where you're like, oh, fuck, like, what was the point of playing? And then sometimes I play and I like win. So it's like, it's hit or miss with Apex. It's like, I don't know what's going on, but I hope they keep it that way because if it's like Call of Duty and Fortnite, it's just not going to be enjoyable Mm because you genuinely have to play all the time. And I feel like a lot of people who are home for COVID, play it a lot and some of these people got really good and it was just like you would come on after work and I it was just like you get demolished and I mean my friend were like there should be like uh on like a night hour where people who work essential workers can come on so they can play because they're just getting demolished and I was like for real that'd be funny like from eight to nine essential workers only (laughs) we were just laughing because we were like wow we suck so bad but it's just because we were working so it was just like impossible to get as good as some of those people were yeah and that's like yeah that's crazy because like um i'm an essential worker too so obviously during COVID, like my my company like things blew up because we're online food delivery and all that but I would get so jealous when I would like a lot of my friends were working from home and stuff like that. And, you know, my, my one friend, she's like really big into wrestling. She's like, Oh, I'm watching NXT. I'm watching this. I'm watching that. I'm like, yeah, aren't you so lucky? Like, you know, you, you get all this extra time to do this stuff and all. I mean, I'm grateful that, you know, I have a job that still, you know, is running and stuff like that. But like, yeah, it's just like, it really, it gave a lot of people opportunities to, really get good and play games and you know all this stuff and you know us essential workers we never really got that opportunity to yeah never got the opportunity to be able to put time into other stuff which Mm -hmm. it's the bitter bittersweet to that like oh yeah we had a job and we were getting money and you know we were lucky and fortunate to be in that like bubble where we were still working no matter what but it also like you get kind of sad when you see people who are like oh look I'm doing this painting and it took me five hours and I can come back to it whenever I want and I had all the time in the world to do whatever like I read all my book collection that I had and you would see things and some people would be like oh I'm so bored now and I'm like how like then you can do anything you can do anything you can you can become you can learn a whole new skill like you could be learn how to draw because all you do is just put all your time into it you don't have to do anything else you know what I mean but you know I, I mean I guess that's that's like the grass is greener on the other side it's me I would have loved to have a lot of that free time to do whatever I wanted um but you know I can say that and then have that free time and then have gone mental and lost my myself and not done that. But I feel like working so much, I feel like there is a, I feel like there is something else. That's why we're so burnt out because we worked 
so much. It was like you worked when everyone was in break, which is fine, but then you extra worked because you could, right? Because they're like, oh, there's no one here. We need you to be here for another three to four hours. And then it was like that for months where you were like, oh yeah, like I'm, I'm okay with working all these hours and getting extra money. But then it was like, are you really, are you really okay with working these hours? Because now we're in a new year and not in COVID world. Well, we still are, let's be real, but we're at the not, very end. Not in COVID world, but we're burnt out because we did all of this stuff the day like last year and we worked all these hours last year and we worked we like I don't know if you woke up at eight in the morning stay all the way until nine o'clock at night almost every day that's a lot that's like 50 hours more than 50 hours a week and that's a lot to like do it's a lot to do and it's like when do the essential workers get the break and the answer is never like you know what i mean like there's never going to be a time where it's like oh you guys can take off for two months now because you guys worked so much when no one else was there's there's never going like ultimately in the end of the day we're never going to get that that break that everyone else got and I think a lot of people, that's why you're seeing a lot of people not working anymore because they're just so burnt out and they're not working these places where they're getting treated like garbage. And it's very unfortunate because it's like, I think that's what it is. It's like, oh, I'm watching TV, but I'm not really watching it. I'm just here, like, living my life, like, not wanting to do anything right now. And it's because it's, it's a genuine burnout. And I feel like a lot of people are not going to realize it until they're in that situation. Exactly. Like it just people don't understand, like when you have those types of jobs, it, it's not like, oh, you have a day off and you're fine. Like it, it really lingers and stays with you as long as you're doing it. And like you said, that's, that's the whole thing about essential job. It's, it's, it's essential regardless pandemic or not. Like if you work at a hospital, there's always going to be people who are coming, getting sick, getting hurt. If you were, you know, people always need food. So if you work in the food industry, people are always going to be coming for food. Like it's what we need. And it's, it, it's good and bad because obviously like, you know, we're essential. We're always going to have that job and that security, but then at the same time, we're going to be constantly working and being burnt out and it sucks. Um, I, and I like, um, not at the job I have now, but I was working at a warehouse where I was like 60 plus hours a week and it took up my whole life. I was burnt out. And then when I left there, I was kind of in and out of jobs for like six months. And that's actually when I started this podcast because I was like, you know what? I got this time. I'm going to try something new and experiment and stuff like that. So I did have that little break, but then now that I'm working a lot and then with the podcast and this and that, it's just, oh my goodness. Like you said, it's, it's burnt. I feel like I, I record I, go, I work, I sleep and eat. And that's kind of like it for me. Like, and I, I get into video games when I can, but yeah, like it, it, it really, it just, it drains you and it just, it just doesn't go away, honestly. No, I, you know, it just, it's very, it's just, it's weird. Cause I feel like a lot of us who are essential workers, we're not talking about it because how can we, like, whatever you, oh, you had a job, you know? And that's kind of like what the reaction is, but it's like, 
Yeah, but we were, a lot of us were all overworking because a lot of people, once again, they were eating COVID, so then you had to come to their shifts, or it was a lot. I was, I was genuinely working by myself for, I think, a month where I was working double shifts because, you know, stores were closing early. So it was like I was coming early in the morning and I was staying until late at night, late when the ending shift was, and then you had to wait until everyone was gone. So that added an extra, what, half an hour after the fact that you were there, supposed to leave. Then to drive home, if you're not, if you don't live close to home, there's another like however many minutes of your being out and not being home and relaxing. And I don't think anyone's ever really going to talk about how like people like that are burnt. Like I can see it. You can see it like where people are just like people who are really good workers, like phenomenal workers now are just like they don't want to do anything they don't care like they just want to like go like be there and then leave and it, i think i think it's because of that where you like people were just like doing so much and then not getting the opportunity like other people were where it's like okay but i have to wake up every day and go to work and hopefully get home and before the gas station shuts down or I'm, I'm screwed until tomorrow morning, you know, like stuff like that, you know, it just seems like no one's going to talk about it because it's like, how can it sounds like we're kind of ungrateful for that. And I don't, and I like, no one's ungrateful for having a job, but let's be real here. It wasn't like working your normal job. It was working like you're in a pandemic and you got to work like that. And that's a different level than anything else and I don't think anyone's ever going to talk about it and it sucks because I feel like it's going to affect a lot I think that's going to affect a lot of people till years come you know where it's like uh, they don't want to do anything anymore so I never thought about it until now look at that breakthrough yeah I didn't really think about that too but yeah like you know when you're an essential worker you're like during that time when uh, COVID was at its peak you know a lot of people were getting sick and you know you know, or there are people who are quarantined and just not coming to work. So you were low staffed. And if you had an essential job, most likely it got busier at the same time. So you're like losing people and, you know, the business is picking up and it's just, it it does a lot on the mental. And I think the mental really affects, you know, you, you know, you being burnt out and stuff like that too. It isn't always just a physical thing that you could be mentally burnt out. And when you see like all these other people getting these breaks and stuff like that, it kind of does, it drains you even more. Cause it's like, wow, like, why can't I get that break and stuff like that? Cause I know like with um the unemployment, like it was like, they, there was like an extra kind of like bonus to the unemployment to help people out. So it's like, people were like living pretty good and not working while like essential workers were, still working and it just like it did a lot you know on the mental seeing like everyone else kind of just you know not going through all that because you know like I, I know a lot of people like I feel like a lot of people didn't get enough give enough credit to the people working in the food business because I know it's like oh the people at hospitals you know think about them thank you so much but like what about us too like we're putting you know food on the table for you and like we're not getting credit so that kind of sucked too I agree I think a lot of, I worked 
in a grocery setting, not an actual grocery, but there's groceries. So we had to be open, of course. And I agree. It feels like it was like a week. And then it was like, okay, everyone else. And I get it. Now, like, it was in a hospital. That was brutal. And it had to be. And I understand. And my friend, is a, he works in a hospital. And so did his wife. I 100% get it. They were slaving away. But I feel like it was, they weren't like, so were we. You know what I mean? And we were also risking our lives as well. And no one was kind of seeing that. Like, mm-hmm. we weren't getting PPE. We weren't getting any of that stuff either. Like, we were genuinely just out there raw dog in air for a while. And then, then they're like, oh, you have to wear a mask. And I was wearing masks like a month before they told us. Where I was like, hell no. Like, this seems like something's going on like I do not feel comfortable now I'm okay and I started wearing a mask like a month before they told us we were supposed to and there you go like you know you know I fucking knew it and to me it's just like there was a lot there was not enough for us either like there was not enough for anyone let's be real but we were kind of on the back burner like people line cooks were dying like crazy because COVID was hitting them like crazy um grocery workers were getting it like crazy because we were around people all the time like we were around people so much and we were around people who were saying they weren't sick and they were at least in the hospital you know like these people are sick Mm -hmm. so but in in a grocery store people go in there when they have the flu before covid and they were just going in there and didn't care about didn't care about no one didn't care about who they were passing it to so it's just like you can tell the level of respect from society, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, if you have the flu, why are you going into a grocery store and not making sure you're not getting anyone else sick? You can tell there's just a, once again, there's just like a level in society where they respect certain people and they don't, and they don't care, you know? And it is what it is. And it's very unfortunate, but I think we as a society need to talk about it. Like, a lot of these people, I know so, and not to get dark, but I know people who died and they were working in grocery stores, like, you know, and it's just very unfortunate that no one was paying attention. Like no one, no one really talks about them. Like these people were working sometimes more hours than they should have been and were in the line of the fire as well. Exactly. And like, I think the one, like, interesting thing is like you said like how societies i feel like um like as far as like our culture here in america i feel like it's gonna change too because of covid because like face masks they never were a thing like i i know like in different countries a lot of people wear face masks all the time and i think now we're seeing kind of like the benefits of face masks like the flu really wasn't even a thing this Mm -hmm. you know this winter (laughs) i feel like a lot of people they're gonna start doing it like if they're sick they're probably going to wear a face mask out in public now to kind of like prevent, you know, from spreading it and stuff like that. Or just in general, people might just wear it as a precaution during flu season, just to not, you know, or hopefully not get the flu and stuff like that. So, so I think that's like a pretty interesting thing that a lot of people aren't talking about either. It's just kind of how like the culture of America is going to change now because of COVID. Like, yeah, we all like no one had face masks like when this started. So, and I remember how hard it was to get face masks at first. And that, was, that was the thing. It's like it's mandatory to wear a face mask, but how do I go out and get one? You know, and stuff yeah, like that. There were psychos who were buying all the freaking masks at one point, and that's why they did that. Like, oh, you don't have to wear a mask so that they don't 
take everything and it, it was too late they already did like it was they already did the thing um yeah i agree i still wear mine like i'm like mom i'm okay like i'm vaccinated and i still wear it i'm like no well it's still mandatory for me to wear it at my work but i still wear it out in public too because here in maryland like a lot of people are still wearing the mask even though they lifted the face mask like thing like over a month ago like and i just feel like i don't want to be one of the very few people like in the grocery store not wearing it it's like yeah so it's kind of weird because you feel like people are judging you you're like uh, yeah like look at uh, that you know look at that person like i know i see a lot of things on tiktok too people are using like politics like oh you could tell who's a democrat who's a republican by who's wearing their mask or not stuff like that like because i hate politics i'm not i'm not anything and i don't want people to think i'm yeah i mean i just i feel like it's just until more people get vaccinated i feel like if 70% 70% of the state gets vaccinated, then I probably will be like, all right, cool. I probably won't wear it as much. But until then, I'm going to still wearing it. You know, it's summer now, but it's going to be winter and everyone's going to get sick. And it's like, yeah, I haven't gotten sinus infection since this whole thing. Like right in the beginning, I got really bad. I got really sick. And it wasn't COVID, but it was my sinus infection. It was like really bad. And I was like, holy crap, like maybe I have it. And I, I got better like three days later. You know, sinus infection only lasts like five days or whatever. But I haven't gotten one since. Then so, it's like, like, why would I not wear a mask in the winter? It just seems like a logical thing just not to get sick. So. Mm-hmm. And it like keeps your face warm too. So that's like the best of both worlds and stuff like that. Cause like I'm debating because I have the one that I got for my work. It's the one that you kind of like wrap around your whole face. And yeah, I'm thinking like I kind of might wear this from now. Cause I work in a, a fridge, like a big old like cold area. So I'm thinking yeah. like this might actually be beneficial, you know, like just the wear to keep my neck warm and stuff like that. So I've been debating it because the um but yeah, like I think like in by July, I might stop wearing it in public and stuff like that. Just because if I wear glasses, I see you wear them too. It fogs up your glasses. So I kind of, it's very annoying. And sometimes like, depending on like what I'm doing, it's kind of hard to breathe too sometimes. Yeah. Actually, like in beginning of the pandemic, when I was at work, cause I, you know, I, I do warehouse, we're running around like crazy. I couldn't breathe that. And I had to leave. Cause I was like, I started kind of like getting like a panic attack too. Cause I was freaking out. Cause I had this mask on. I can't take it off. And it like, it was, it was really difficult. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like a lot of people wanted, I didn't want to talk about the fact that like wearing a mat, like getting used to wearing a mask was kind of, kind of impossible i mean i hate to say that because it's not obviously now i'm okay but sometimes if i wear a mask too close and i'm doing a lot of talking i get short shortness of breath so like we can be a little bit realistic here and say like sometimes it does happen you know i mean not always not to the extent where some people were acting so they wouldn't wear the the fucking mask like they're just being assholes but like this today I was I was doing like a presentation and I was wearing the mask and I fell out of breath because it was a lot it was like 10 pages so I was like oh okay like I took it off and then I was like all right let me just like take a breather um 
And when I first was wearing it, it was, remember it got, it was like really hot. So it was like hard to breathe with it on your face. And when, if you wanted to work out, it was hard to breathe with it on your face. But, you know, you got used to, it was just like just having to get used to it. And I think a lot of people didn't want to openly say like, yeah, sometimes it is kind of harder to breathe with the mask on when you're not used to it because it was the whole political climate that we were in. So sucks. Yeah, but for the love of God, I don't know how anyone like went to the gym and worked out with the mask on. Like I just as I know I could not do that. Like I was I worked that at home and I was like, nah, I'm okay. Like <laughs> yeah. I like the walk around the neighborhood and that's about it. Like I don't do this it. in general, like with you know the pandemic, it was like people were like when gyms started opening, like I would not have done that. Like everyone touching all the equipment and stuff like that. That's just no. Well, that's but, why it got closed down because it was they were saying it was spreading a lot because of the yeah. gym. So that's why I got closed down first. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, so I wanted to move on to the last and final question that I have for you. So this is back to wrestling. I forgot we were talking about wrestling for a long time. <laughs> um, so now this is kind of a fun question. So if you were hypothetically given an opportunity to wrestle at WrestleMania main event and you got to choose any opponent, it could be someone from the Indies, WWE, Impact, AEW, anyone who is still actively wrestling, who would you choose? Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. Still actively wrestling. Wow. Uh, Mike trying to catalog. Click, 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 click. Who I who would be the dream match? Um, I I wanted to say Samoa Joe, but he's not really actively wrestling. I mean, you could pick him since he's still in the business, and I feel like he's still gonna wrestle, even though you know yeah. he came back to NXT, right? I saw that was interesting. I think he's gonna wrestle on like a limited basis, to be honest yeah. with you. Or. There's so many people who are really good at wrestling and they're like sporadically in wrestling now. Like Arcadia is really good. He only does a few stuff too. Um, I don't know. I'll say Smojo just to be like, cause there's so many people that I'm trying to think and I'm like, who would I wrestle? And I feel like people are like, you pick a girl, but um, I think that's interesting because you're the first one to actually like pick a guy and have like want to enter gender match at WrestleMania. I think that's pretty interesting. A lot of people either say Charlotte or Sasha, which are not bad choices at all, especially because I love yeah, Sasha. But um, yeah, I think that's a pretty interesting choice. I mean, you know, there are really like, I, you know, they're not bad choices, but I feel like that. I guess if you were trying to be in WWE, yes, that would those would be the ones or like Bianca Belair, who's really phenomenal. Like she's a really great wrestler. Um, and you know, like who was it? I really like, and she's on NXT right now. My brain. Is she new to NXT? No. Yeah. Japanese. Yo, Shirai? Yes. Like, that would be 
like a great WrestleMania match. You know what I mean? Like if we were gonna go like oh if we were gonna go like new school because they were doing intergender matches back in two thousands and nineties, then yeah, like I would pick her. You know what I mean? Like that would be she's so good. She's so like she's she's great and she's fucking gorgeous and like I love her. I think she's a phenomenal. I think she's phenomenal. Like yeah. I, we were gonna do new school, it would be her, yeah. But like if we were gonna be like anyone, Samoa Joe, of course. <laughs> I think that would be fun. Um, I know that w- would you want to go through his finisher? Or the, I don't I know he stopped doing it in WWF. Was it called like the brain buster or the muscle buster or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I was well, I was gonna I said I would take one from someone at CW and it didn't happen. So I guess. I guess so. <laughs> it looks scary though. Like it no, does look scary. It looks scary. It's like uh... I think he injured a few people in NXT doing it too, which is why they had him stop doing it. Which that's the even scarier part about it too is like how yeah. dangerous. It's just kind of like the pile driver. Like they they limited the only like you know Taker and Kane because um yeah. I know Austin when he got pile drive by um Owen Hart and broke his neck you know there's some moves that are just so they're they're so scary looking and for a good reason they're also very dangerous yeah i mean you know like you know the risk you know what i mean like to me you know the risk and you're you have to trust your partner so i mean i know the owen hart thing that was kind of more and so cool that was kind of owen hart's fault i know we shouldn't talk ill the dead but I know it was more of Owen's heart fault than anything else. And that sometimes that happens too, you know, and that's the risk in wrestling where you're trusting someone with your body completely. And I, you know, it's unfortunate that that's the risk that can happen. Exactly. And sometimes it's just freak accidents happen. Like, like when, um, like Sting got the buckle bomb by Seth Rollins, it was just a standard buckle bomb. And just because of, you know, the age or just bad luck, you know, it, you know, it ended them and stuff like that. So sometimes it's just bad luck. Your body just, you know, breaks down randomly and you never know when it's going to happen. Yep. But, um, yeah, that, um, that wraps up all the questions that I had for you. So I just have to thank you so much for, uh, joining us today on O-Face Wrestling. Oh, no, thank, you. thank you for having me. I, I know we kind of went all off topic for a little bit, but sometimes I guess I can be a gabber sometimes. <laughs> that's that's fine. I, I feel like it flowed really well. And I mean, I don't mind the episodes being long. You know, if the conversation keeps carrying, then that, you know, it is what it is. Like it was fun and everything like that. And, um, but yeah, like I, when I did the interview with you in person back in October, I, I definitely wanted to have you on the show and like an actual, like, you know long episode i just i like to space everything out i'm really ocd i don't want to have someone like on the show and then on the show like two weeks later i kind of like the you know space everything yeah. out so i've been meaning to do it for a while and i'm finally glad that we got to do this because especially when i started started seeing you stream on twitch i love you know, like i said i love talking about video games so i thought that was like a good opportunity to talk about video games as well yes i i mean i think twitch made people realize that i'm just because I was very, I think I was very not personable on social media. So I think that made people go like, oh, she's not as distant and cold as, uh-huh. as people think of me. So 
Yeah, my friend, she wrestles for MCW. She's like that on social media. Like when I before I like I ever met her, I posted something about her and she just liked it. I'm like, I said this really nice thing about her and all I got was a like. And then I meet her in person and she's so nice and very talkative. Just some people on social media, they're just not the biggest like engaging person or something like that. Like it's it's hard to really read someone based off of like typing, texting, messaging, and stuff like that. Yeah, I also just I've never been, I've been on social, I've been on like the internet for forever because I'm a fossil fuel. Um, but, but I just don't think I've ever gotten the hang of like being popular on the internet. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was ever a thing. Like, and I, maybe it's because I'm boring at AF, but it's because like, I guess I just like, because you're thinking to type mm-hmm. you know and that's like a whole different being than talking when you talk you're thinking but you're not like overthinking sometimes you are it depends on the question and how and, and the situation but but texting is like does that sound right what they get what i'm saying do i have to explain this fuck it i'll just put a like like that's it and you're like okay yeah. that's it like that makes my life easier and i can move on so yeah yeah see like me like i'm really big on having people not think i'm like mean or anything like that on social media so I'm, i always make it a point to like put like an lol or like a smiley face or something so i seem friendly like yeah, but that's yeah. just me like i'm not trying to be like mr popular on social media i just don't want people to think like um have an attitude or anything like that because yeah. I'm like that too like if someone like I hate when people type and they say k and that's it like I hate yeah. that if I, I'm like are you mad I'm like no I'm that's like, what I think about but some people are just like okay that's just how they are but I always like look at it through like the other person's point of view so I'm like maybe I should just put this smiley face or lol or something like that in there just I'm so like they know it's cool exact same way the exact I'll put like an emoji like like, I'm yep. like, just so you know, I'm joking. Here's like this funny emoji face that I'm doing. Yeah, I don't know. The internet's hard, dude. Like, exactly. I don't know what I don't know how to. I don't know how some of these people have like the huge following just off of Twitter, and I'm like, and they're like, oh, you have to be funny to be on Twitter, and I'm like, I think I'm fucking funny in person, but on Twitter, it's not gonna translate. Like, I'm not a fucking stand-up comedian. I'm very mm-hmm. sarcastic in person and I can say jokes uh, but not not online because I feel like it just falls flat I just don't have a personality online and that's whatever some people just don't have it and that's not their thing um but and also it's the internet like who gives like soft take anyway soft fake like, like followers are fake and all that's fake it's just it's just big that's how I see like it's not right for this Mm -hmm. business and this career it's not I'm like realistically it does make you move forward but like it's all fake that's how I see it and I think that's why I try not to put so much effort into it because it's like this is not real Mm -hmm. you guys really don't care in a sense this is not real so I'm not gonna put my time and effort into trying to be like this internet sensation i mean it's such for twitch because you're like you're like i'm trying to be all this personal stuff and you guys don't want to watch me 
and I'm fucking funny, damn it. But like, <laughs> but it's like, it is what it is. Like, I, I just don't know the algorithm. I don't know how to, I don't know when. And I'm, and then once again, I'm doing it when I'm not burnt out. So it's like, I'm not consistently on. And I think that's the main issue is not being consistently on. See, like, I totally agree with you with everything. I'm actually trying to kind of, like, cut back on social media and stuff like that just because of how, like you said, like, how fake things would be on there and stuff like that. And there's there's always, always drama. And I just, like, it's kind of getting annoying and I just don't really have the time for it. So as good of a thing as social media could be, it also could be a really bad thing. So it's just, like, it, yeah. You know, I don't want to hear everyone's opinion. I don't care. I don't want to hear everyone's opinions. And not a, we all have our opinions, but I feel like it just doesn't always belong on the internet. That's exactly how I feel. Like I don't know. I think Twitter made it that way. Twitter is bad. I think that like even with like life, like you I remember when people would like tweet when they were watching a show. And if you were fucking at work, you'd be like, I can't, I can't go on Twitter on my phone because like they're spoiling the whole fucking show. Like and I'm, I'm recording it. Like I don't have time to do it. So yeah, no, it, yeah. I think Twitter is what caused people to be like this, to be an overshare, to be like, I have to share my opinion on everything. Like I can't score by and be like, you're an idiot and keep going. Like, it's just a constant having to share your opinion, having to, it's just an overshare. And, and like, I feel like a few years from now, that will definitely change. But yeah, no, I don't want to be here. I'm okay not seeing it all the time. So exactly. I was um, told by one of my friends that like Twitter is like the Gotham City of social media, basically, like, it, it seems to be very like acceptable to like tweet a lot. Cause I, I know on Facebook, if you're like posting statuses constantly, it, it you look kind of like annoying, but like on Twitter, it seems to be like socially acceptable to kind of like constantly update and post and talk. Oh, about I should post on Facebook. What was that? Yeah. I, I should post on Facebook like, all the time. I post more on Facebook than anything I do. <laughs> because yeah. I'm posting funny shit though. It's like, I'll reshare it or I'll find something I, but yeah I you're like right like, stuff like that. yeah yeah uh, Twitter is definitely like where it's acceptable to tweet every fucking hour of the minute and it's like I don't get it I don't, I don't, I don't get it either I, I I tried like at one at one point I was like very active on Twitter but then I'm like kind of like I don't want to like tweet all this and say all this and stuff like that. Cause then a lot of people are also very judgmental and rude and nasty. And I'm like, yeah, Twitter's just not a good place. Actually, like I want to get rid of my Twitter so bad. And I think I probably will soon, but yeah, it's just, it just sucks. And it's not a good place. Honestly, it just, I feel like it brings out the worst than a lot of people. Yeah, I agree. There was someone who, I don't know who it was. And, um, like, obviously they're not important in my brain. That's what I care saying like oh twitter is only a bad place if you are interacting with people if it's i'm like no it's shitty like twitter there's no way to just make it friends only that's the problem i mean you can make your your tweets yeah but there's no real way to make twitter friends only so everyone can see everything unless you private it yeah then there's certain but i think that gives you a false sense of security 
where you can expose yourself in a way that you probably shouldn't to certain people because they're a part of your private Twitter and it's not like live journal where you can put like I feel like a lot of people what this pe- people are missing nowadays is blogging because <laughs> like before you used to go on Zanga, live journal and all these places and you would have little communities that would just be for you Twitter is out in the atmosphere and anyone can see it out of your wrestling bubble in your wrestling bubble everyone can see what the hell you're saying and I think that is very bad in a way and good in a way like with anything but Twitter definitely makes you be those people where you're like I have an opinion on something I'm going to tell you there you go. And anyone can see it. Mm-hmm. Gives you a false sense of reality of yourself, I think. I, I definitely agree with you. And it's sad that it's like that. I, I wish there, there's a lot of privacy and stuff on Twitter. I wish they would change to make it safer, stuff like that. Because I, I feel like it's just, it's, it's dangerous too. Because a lot of people bully and stuff like that on there too. And like, I hate how, like, if you block someone, they can still go to your profile and say, so-and-so blocked you, so then it kind of puts you out there and it's not safe. Like, if you block someone like Facebook or Instagram, you're 100% invisible to each other. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah, but on Twitter, it just makes no sense how, like, the people who run it, like, with the things they do, like, it's just, they need to make it more safer and... Agree. more private and stuff like that too because it's it's scary like people like a lot of people and they're crazy and they're really mean and nasty and yeah it, it you know I just I just I just can't do it anymore like when I first saw it I thought this is the greatest thing like look at all these wrestling fans because there's not a lot of wrestling fans in Maryland so I was like oh, I get to meet all these wrestling fans and I met a lot of great friends on there but then I'm now seeing a lot of nasty people on there or just a lot of people who just have just such a negative mindset that affects me too because I'm really big with energy like if I see or negative things it kind of like affects me and stuff like that so it's just like yeah it's like Twitter just sucks at the end of the day and it's like I I I definitely don't see myself being on it for very long I agree I think like I said Twitter gives people the sense of falsehood about themselves I think it allows them to feel like I don't want to say more important than they think they are, but I guess I'll say that that's what it is. Um, they get this sense of like, I have all these followers and therefore I am. I'm an internet sensation. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Cause I was going to say something and I didn't know if that was going to come out good. Um, yeah. And it gives them this sense of power that they don't have elsewhere so they can be as mean they can lie they can act like they're holier than thou um and there's a few people out there who in the scene as well who have a big following and yep it's just like yep that's it like you know you're just Mm -hmm. like wow you really just you're just you're doing that you're doing that thing like and then it's just like all right so yeah i think twitter is 
Twitter sucks. <laughs> yeah, it does. Exactly. You summed it up pretty well. But, um, <laughs> speaking of Twitter and social media, <laughs> you want to share your um, your links and everything, your usernames and all that? Uh, wow. Okay. So I probably should change my Twitter handle because it's like stupid and difficult, but someone had my Twitter handle name. Um, so my Twitter is at Val underscore E and underscore Tina underscore. Um, that's the same thing on Instagram, but after Tina, the underscore is a V. And my Twitch is breakwords underscore. I love me some underscores, baby. Um, and I really think that is it. I don't really think I have anything else. I mean, I have a, I am on a podcast called Just Chillin'. Um, just Chillin' Killin'. I think that's the right way. I don't want to say that's the wrong. It's not my podcast. I know I'm just on it quite often. So I don't want to say that. Yeah. Okay. So if you put it in, it's called the Just Chillin' Network um but it, yeah it it's a lot of fun and we talk about horror movies pretty much i wanted to do a castlevania one but by the time we went to do it castlevania was out for like three weeks already you know kind of do well the iron is hot so i never did it but yeah um i have i joined a podcast on that sense i want to do my own but i don't know what so i have to think about it also, the juggling act will begin again. Oh, <laughs> uh, exactly. As, I, I didn't know you were, like, really being into horror movies like that. I know we talked about Strangers and stuff like that, but I feel like there has to be a part two where we just talk about horror movies because I'm big into horror movies. I can just yeah. go on and on for hours about that. I love horror films. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so all them links, Twitter, Instagram, I will have in the bio for anyone who wants to follow you. Um, also make sure that you all follow us or, you know, give us a sub on YouTube, follow us on Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, thank you all for tuning in today at O-Face Wrestling. And thank you again, Valentina, for joining us today. <laughs> thank you. Oh, I also forgot my YouTube, but whatever. I'll just give I'll, it to I'll you. I'll put the, the link to the YouTube as well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for tuning in. Bye.